What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We have, God, I feel like I say this about too many interviews. One of my favorite interviews uh, with, with Jeremy McGrew today, uh, founder of Indie Fitness Mag, and they're also in Fort Wayne, Cincy, St. Louis. They're 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 really expanding. Um, but uh, we talk mainly about Indie Fitness Magazine, how he got started, his background beforehand. Kind of has some fun, uh, fun and interesting stories about past jobs that kind of launched him into okay. It's time for me to be my own entrepreneur, have my own business. And what fueled that was the fact that Indianapolis got last in ranking of healthiest cities in the United States. So uh, he's now got this movement last to first, but building a whole business around it uh, with Indie Fitness Mag. And uh, we really dive in deep to the the future of that, but really what drove him to do that, uh, the kind of the workings, the ins and outs of the business and what it is like being an entrepreneur. Again, we go through his uh, prior background and what kind of launched him here, but just a a very fun conversation with Jeremy, and it gets pretty real uh, in the sense that, you know, we're all on the same page of where we're trying to be, what we're trying to accomplish, and that, uh, you know, sky really is the limit. Uh, We're trying to go to the moon, and so we are able to discuss a lot of things as if we were just, you know, kind of, at the bar or having dinner, uh, very similar conversations that Tim and I even have off air. So this was uh, also really re- refreshing. And he knew some prior guests that we had on, and he came highly recommended. So we got in touch, and very happy that we got to connect. And I think this is going to be a pretty fruitful and and well kept relationship. Uh, so we talked about relationships this uh, week on Tuesday's episode as well. And I think this one is really going to open some eyes into about if you want to start your own business, all the work that really goes into it, a lot of moving parts, and how to properly expand as well. So, Tim, what do you think about our sit-down with Jeremy today? Yeah, I love talking with Jeremy. You can tell that he's he's a grinder from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's, he's always working hard. He's trying to advance himself, his business, whatever venture he's in. You can tell he's all in on Indie Fitness Magazine. So, he, he talks a little bit about just his goals behind it on how to improve the city, uh, how to how to make it just a more healthier city. And he talks about getting connected with the various fitness partners in the city. What's it called? Was it called the Indie Health Pass? Health Pass. Yeah. Health Pass, yeah. yeah. Um, he describes the, that, the cool concept behind that and how you can use like different gyms. And he really gets into the specifics on that, which I found was super interesting. Um, we get into what, what has been the motivation behind his entrepreneurial drive. Like where did it come from? Why is he the way he is? We really dig deep into just his motivations there. Um, and then, as mentioned before, like they have different locations in Indy, Chicago, Cincy, Fort Wayne. Talk about like what what was it like to scale up? When when did he know it was the time to scale up? So, and then we all, we always like to end the episode with our famous question on how they want to be remembered and what's the what's the future of the business look like. Um, so he really gets into that and just a very very fun conversation to mm-hmm. listen to whether you're on your way to work. Just chilling at home for the day. Uh, just very good conversation. And I know you guys are going to get a lot of value from it. Um, without further ado, episode 115, Jeremy McGrew. Um, yeah, dude. So uh, how did uh, it kind of all get started? You said you do marketing. So is that where you started out of school and things? Um, so out of school, I tried to start a company that's very similar to the one that we have now. Um, raised some money from investors. Got a lot of attention we got on Bloomberg, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Oh, that's and then... 
we lost all of our investors money we didn't even get a product to market and it was a massive failure fucking embarrassing yeah and painful um and then from there like basically like i was trying to figure out how to how to survive like i had like a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt so i did the responsible thing instead of getting a job just work for myself quote mm-hmm. unquote which was you know zero income almost some eating garbage for dinner and breakfast <laughs> if i have it um so I had to learn how to market and I would just like walk into restaurants, walk into different small businesses and I would be like, Hey, I'll make you a website for 300 bucks. Mm. And they're like, okay, that's a great deal. I'm like, yes, $300. <laughs> that's going to last me like a month. That's raw sales right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, like yeah. I uh, kind of grew up like that. Just my dad was like kind of a hustler. Um, grew up in a small town. He knew everybody and he's still slinging MLM products. He's almost 70. He's just, Peddling those products, boy. Yeah. Uh, so I got it from him, but um, yeah. So after that, moved up here to Indianapolis, where so my wife, I met her our first semester down at IU in Bloomington. Okay. Um, she moved up here after school. She got a job, and so I, I was down there for a year running my business with air quotes, um, and then that failed. So I moved up here and got a job selling windows and gutters for Unique Home Solutions. Okay. Which was I sold windows for Apex. Oh yeah. Solutions. Yeah. Oh, some rivals yeah. in here. Yeah, yeah. Man, that, you want to talk about Gladiator School for salespeople? Apex, man. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's like you cut your teeth there. It's high pressure. Door to door, right? Like, so we didn't go door to door. They okay. had leads for us, but it was you know across the table. Like basically, you got to buy forty thousand dollars worth of windows. And I'm not leaving here until you do. Oh. That kind of crap. It was oh, miserable. Yeah. Yep. Do you like that? Oh, I hated it, but I was making money. I was like, and so I, um, you know, another good financial decision that I made was, you know, I'm making a lot of money. I'm going to go get a BMW. So I went out and got this car and then I got like burned out working there because it was like 14 hour days every single day, six, seven days a week. And I just like, fuck it, I'm quitting. (laughs) I'm going to do my own thing again. Um, Tried to do the marketing thing again, failed. Finally got a job doing software sales. I feel like it's a long intro, sorry. No, no, you're cool, no, man. This is, this is your, your episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, got into software sales, and I was selling engineering software. That was really cool. I learned a lot from that and got some really cool ideas that have kind of like morphed into my concept of what I think the fitness industry will look like in 10, 20 years. Got it from a lot of the design software that we were selling. Um, and then, let's see. After that, got fired from Moonlighting. Never thought I'd get fired in my life. That was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, what was that like? It was weird because, mm-hmm. uh, so I, like I said, it was moonlighting. So I had I had this bad habit of like watching Netflix while making sales calls <laughs> <laughs> at the office. They were um, shows on selling. Like, yeah, dumb, was, they sell paper. Self-educating yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, it was family guys, so nothing educational. <laughs> Hard to spin that one. Yep, yep. And... Uh, yeah, so I got fired from Moonlight, but I was at a lunch and I just sold. Well, I had a handshake deal on this fifty thousand dollar marketing deal. I was like, "How mm. the fuck did I pull this off?" Like, I've never done anything more than like a thousand dollars at this point, and I just gave them this, and it was a big manufacturing company, uh, like a two million dollar a year budget, and I was going to do it myself, I guess. So we had the handshake deal, and then I'm walking into the office, like feeling great. I just doubled my income for the year, and then like. An hour later, hey Jeremy, I need to see you in my office. And then we were uh, we're terminating your your employment effective immediately. I'm like, what? Wow, <laughs> dang. 
So uh, after that, and that's because they found out about Family Guy. Yeah. Yep. So Family Guy was running. Tough crowd. Yeah, I know. Oh, shit. What was that in in Moonlighting? Mm-hmm. That was so I got in trouble for the the Family Guy thing already, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was there's like a clause in their employment contract that you can't do any outside work. You can't moonlight. Um, and so okay. yeah, um, that was kind of the final straw, and um, I was just kind of a troublemaker, really. Interesting that they they weren't like, all right, you can stay if you bring that business in with us, but you get a higher commission because you landed a huge cat. Like, well, it was, so it was a marketing deal, which would have made sense because I was selling them to manufacturing companies, which might have also been another bad thing. Okay, selling yeah. to one of our somebody that could be one of our customers for the software I'm selling marketing to them. Um, never really thought about that, honestly. I like the hustle, though. You're just trying no, to work, yeah, man. That's, You're yeah. trying to work. Trying to create relationships. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, I've just... <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark Cuban, I don't know if you guys have read his book. Oh, uh, he's emailed me back before. <laughs> hey, me too. Dude, I got it right here. I show everybody. Yeah, I got, I got the Cube Show's baby. email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, I emailed a few people. Yeah. Yeah. How to win the sport of business. That word named Mark. <laughs> that's clown. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but one of his things is like... I just knew that I was a bad employee, and I'm mm. like, damn, I'm mm-hmm. word, <laughs> same. Like every every job, well, since college, every job I've had, like I end up getting really bored and start moonlighting, get really distracted, and the next thing I know, I'm like hanging on for dear life, and then uh, just not performing. I don't want to be that guy. Like right. I want to be a high performer and not half-assing, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm being paid to do. It's like stealing from the company. Yeah. Um, so I was working with Crown Royal for two years, Crown Royal, Captain Morgan, Kettle One. Um, and then I was getting really, like I said, bored of it. It's not really what was in my my passion. It had no, so I'm doing indie fitness mag on this side, and then I'm slinging booze on this side. Yeah. So it's like two different, completely different things. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> a little contradiction. There. Yeah. Yeah. Get fit. Hey, work hard, work hard, play hard, though. Work yeah. hard, play hard. Yeah. yeah. So that is, that's one of our core values is work hard, play hard. Like and, and Crown is really good. Crown's Familiar really with good, Crown man. Royal. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, let's see, Kettle One, gluten free, all that good stuff. So I actually, I didn't know Kettle One was. I knew Tito's. You know what's wild? All the liquors are gluten free. Really? Yeah, in the distillation process, they're all like the gluten is. I think it's a protein, right? Yeah, gluten is more of like a binder too. Okay, it binds things and it breaks apart. Yeah, so it breaks apart, so it's gluten free. Interesting. Um, oh God, I have such a wider range of shit to drink now. Yeah, yeah. let's go out, boys. But Tito's. Jeremy's Tito's. opened up a world of possibility. Yeah. Tito's is smooth, though. I really do like Tito's. Tito's is nice. The flavor's not quite as good as Kettle One. Yeah. I don't work for them anymore, but I still truly say Kettle One's the superior vodka. Yeah. Uh, but Tito's just marketed gluten free first, which yeah. was brilliant. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Good move. Worked on him. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Worked on a lot of people. Church. <laughs> I drink it. It's good. <laughs> But I was uh, I was getting burned out from that. Um, Indie Fitness Mag was doing better and better. I had a lot more relationships that I thought I could um, monetize, you know, to support my family, myself. And I was out in Hawaii for a vacation with the wife, and we were out hiking, just having a great time. It was like that point in the vacation where you're like finally on vacation instead of like halfway back home thinking what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn, this is what life's about. I'm supposed to be having a great time with the people that I love, not worrying about a job that I don't care about. And so I came back, put my notice in, and um, ever since then, just been hustling, working for myself. It's been about a year and a half. 
um, was really hard sometimes, really yeah. fucking hard mm-hmm. and stressful, miserable, sleepless all the time. But like now coming through the other side, it's like, damn, I'll never starve. Like I can yeah. kill what I eat. Yeah. Which is, that's a powerful feeling. So you do your own marketing then still too? Mm-hmm. And is that more website stuff? Or are you still selling like softwares or trying to? Mostly just, um, so it was a lot of website stuff, a lot of social media projects. But the more I did it, the more is like, I can have way more of a business impact by just being really good at creating ads on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like I have one client that like they, in the first two weeks that they worked with me, paid for a full year of my services. Wow. Because, you know, I found a niche that is not being served, and it's just like, boom, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So and just use the ad manager on Facebook. Yeah. So really focus on that. I still do websites a little bit. I, I have one, one account that I run social media for, but truthfully, I don't think social media is like a business driver. It's more of a brand driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy to do it, but... Not if somebody needs a return from it because they're not going to see it. Yeah. You want to convert people to actually sales. Yeah. If you're paying me, like, I should give you more back than you're giving me. Right. right? Sure. Exactly. So, yeah. And, you know, social media has been, like, my shit. That's how, really, I got started in the marketing spaces. Uh, Whenever I was in college, I started started a Twitter account called Who Who History. Uh, It was just, basically, I was just ripping old photos from the IU archives and just posting them and people love nostalgia. So they just tweet them, like retweet them and it just went viral. I like that. Yeah, it was cool. It was like the first iteration of Twitter before it like took a shit and then came back. Uh, I love Twitter now, but there's like four or five years ago or there where I just like didn't mess with it. Yeah. I've Um, neglected it a little bit. I'm trying to get back into it of making a point to work Twitter. Yeah. Actually work it. There's a lot of action on there still. It's tough, man. Like, uh, you can fake a good Instagram profile. You can't fake a good Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you can post really nice pictures and put a cliche caption up. But, like, if you're on Twitter and you're doing well, you're tweeting all day. So, you're having original thoughts all day and sharing them all day. It's tough. It's a lot more, I don't know, intense, I guess. But It's a lot louder and faster, though. Like, you can miss a lot, too. Like, it's just oh, yeah. Twitter's that, real loud. Yeah, that's why the Super. good accounts stand out. Yeah. There's, yeah. A lot, there's a lot there. So, like, the people who get the most attention, they're, you're getting out of that whole entire... Yeah. So, so, what have you seen work the best with Twitter? Like, when you have a photo with, uh, like, text or just as long as it's consistent stuff, um, that'll get you, like, seen or visible. Um, like, any method that you use there where it's like, man, said, these posts really, really do better... I haven't really focused on doing better. I'm just with Twitter, like with Instagram, we've built our whole business off of Instagram by mm. being strategic with what we post and posting specific things with Twitter. I'm just doing it for my own myself mm. and I'm just trying to be like as original as I possibly can. So I don't even, I don't know what works and what doesn't. Uh, a lot of the people that I see that are doing really well. Uh, one thing that works really well on Twitter is truisms, just like things that you can't disagree with. I was mm. like, Oh my God, I totally agree. Retweet. Got it. Yeah. That does really well. Um, and then, like, lists are doing really well, it seems like. Hmm, okay. Um, GIFs always get attention. You guys say yeah. GIFs or GIFs? I oh, asked yeah. a patient that the other day, and I don't know. She thought GIFs. I'm like, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> oh, you're like, talking about the pronunciation of it. Yeah, yeah, like, how do you oh, say yeah, it? Is yeah. it GIFs or GIFs? I don't know. I say GIF. I say like, GIF, too. Yeah, yeah Actually, that's, that's what I originally forth. started saying. Then sounds like, oh, it's GIF. I'm like, does it fucking matter? You know what I'm saying, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> you know what that is. Yeah. 
I think there was an article like a year or two ago that like the guy that invented the GIF or GIF said it was either one. So it was like, oh, no argument. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. That's, that's the end all right there. Yeah. yeah. If we spent more time on other things than as much as we did figuring out the pronunciation of that, yeah. we'd be in a lot better place. <laughs> that's funny. That's okay. facts. There's lots of things like that we can waste time on. Yeah, yeah right. Like that twenty-minute intro. Sorry, I really went in the weeds there. No, you're no good. man, you're good. that's all the good stuff. Like the that's, that's the little you, banter. That's who you are. The so, yeah. the banter before we started really rolling it. Like that's, like that's the realism of it. Where it's like, okay, they're just they're a few cats like sitting around the table having a conversation and chopping it up. Yeah. Sir. So like that's why we try to edit as little as possible. Unless it's like Tim's got to pee about four times an episode. So it's like, <laughs> drink a lot of water. So I'm the same like way, I gotta man. go. I'm the same way. Yeah. So if you do, you have to like pee. Just let us know. We'll right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to ask you. So you you did you described your motivation when you're on vacation to mm-hmm. to start your own business. What was your root core motivation to start Indie Fitness Magazine? Like what attracted you about the fitness industry? Um, any special motives there? So I'm super, like, one of my, I guess the golden goose I'm chasing with my life is I, I think that technology is going to change the human body, and I think they're going to interface together, and I want to be somebody that kind of leads the charge with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super-duper passionate, not just about technology, not just about fitness. Actually, really neither one of those, but whenever you put those two together, that's what I'm super-duper passionate okay. about, okay. just, like, the potential that technology can bring to our health. Um, I think like the future I see is like a lot of things are automated for us decisions that we struggle with like whether to eat ice cream or not that decision's already made for you like I, I see like a Siri in your ear all the time actually you know smacking your smacking your wrist if you're about to eat some bullshit yeah. <laughs> like you want to sleep sure in you can fit into your pants tonight if you eat yeah, that yeah exactly <laughs> it's like are you sure you want to sleep in you could be getting better if you wake up right now or just like guilt you into doing shit that you huh. need to do. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, but so I guess the reason I started was because one, I got really involved in it uh, with my first company and learned a lot about it and felt like I knew more of the trends that were coming than most people, um, just because I was playing business and so just instead of actually running a business, I was just doing market research twenty four seven. So yeah, I really care about that. And then the reason that we started Indie Fitness Magazine was because um, Indianapolis was ranked the unhealthiest major city in America, which is oh, that's wild. Good. What yeah. year was oh, that? Wow. 2015 and 16. Yeah. <laughs> back to back chance. Back to back, <laughs> yep. So there was a need for it, for sure. Yeah, wow. definitely. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we started our L2F movement. So that's mm. last to first. So we want to build a community that helps you know implement the changes in our city to go from last place unhealthiest to the healthiest city in america by 2027 which is a tall order but the fact that we're shooting for the moon just like people can get behind it people care a lot about being from indianapolis or living in indianapolis and they, everybody wants to be a part of a, a tribe or a movement yeah and it's a positive tribe to be a part of um, so it works out really well mm-hmm. well that's cool it's like you're creating community yeah right? and that and that's what like crossfit did really well is mm-hmm. they created an awesome community 
like people hate on on the programming or whatever behind it, but it's the community that's really un, unbeaten yeah. to date. So, like, sounds like you're creating because uh, I was interested about the L2F of like, okay, what what was that for? Like, I saw the the news uh, clip too that you guys have on the site, yeah. and so, but I didn't know it was like back to back. I'm like, whew, yikes! Yeah. Back but, to back uh, Yeah, but that's like that's sweet when to your point, people want to be a part of something mm-hmm. that's really cool to be a part of. Yeah. And I mean that, like, and truthfully, it helps our marketing approach too. It's like mm-hmm. people market for us. We don't always like if you look on if you look up like the L2F hashtag. There's like five thousand plus posts, oh, wow. which That's is cool. crazy. Like we've probably put I don't know six seven hundred like that. I don't know. Yeah. But like five thousand plus posts of other people posting about L2F. Like that's that's cool. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Like we're actually doing something. Yeah. And you th- and most of it is unique to the city of Indianapolis. You would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Definitely. So yeah, that's a lot for a single city. Yeah. And so, I mean, Indie Fitness Mag hashtag is the same way. It's yeah. five thousand plus. I don't know what mm-hmm. 5,000 plus means, but mm-hmm. I think it means more than 5,000. Yeah. That's yeah. a good guess, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Last I checked. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I've been wrong before. <laughs> I've been wrong before, though. Yeah. So, 2027. So, what what do you think are some of the big macro changes that need to happen to get to there that point? So, to to give an idea of how the score works, uh, there's two, basically there's two components to how they rank cities. So there's personal health of the people that live in the city and then there's um, infrastructure health basically. So like walk score, bike score, mm-hmm. um, okay. parks and that, all that stuff. Okay. The biggest thing that's hurting us right now is you can't walk anywhere and there aren't enough parks. Interesting. If we fix those two things, we'll go up really quickly. But, you know, we still have a lot of depression, a lot, ton of people smoke. That's probably the biggest personal health issue that we're facing is smoking. Um, and then, I mean, people just aren't getting enough exercise. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the Midwest, it's Tenderloin capital. Um, so, I mean, what we're doing is we're trying to make it, I don't, I don't know if cool is the right word, but we're trying to make it fashionable to be mm-hmm. healthy. And put a little brand juice behind, you know, being healthy, doing things that are healthy, joining the community of wanting to improve the city and ourselves. Uh, That's that's our goal. But hopefully we can build. So that's the first step is building that community that kind of snowballs into something. And then the second point, part of the plan is to build a business that can help to fund some of the initiatives that we need to, you know, to undertake in the city. And then third would be able to you know, we use some of that money, some of that business, some of that influence that we have in the community to actually influence, you know, at the city level, like what needs to be done. We need more sidewalks, we need more parks. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a little three prong attack, but um, slightly pie in the sky, but it's still, it's the general plan for what we're wanting to accomplish. Okay. I feel like you can do a lot in seven years though. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah, know, it might seem lofty, but have yeah. we moved up in the last year at all? Yeah, so we're, so they were they were doing just fifty cities, okay, um, and then they doubled it to a hundred. So it's out of the hundred hundred largest cities in the world or in the country, um, we were fifty out of fifty, and now we're like ninety five out of one hundred. So we're yeah, scooting up a little bit. Damn. Yeah, but some a lot of the uh, a lot of the scoring the data that they use is from like four years ago. So they only, the data only updates in certain areas, like mm-hmm. every four or five years. Okay. So that holds us back a lot too. Got it. 
So in terms of like places to walk, since because we have kind of like an indie, like different areas, like you can walk mm-hmm. most of Broad Ripple, uh, but you still have to like get there unless you live there. So is that like kind of thing we can't walk to as many places just like from home? Yep. Okay. Yep. So you should be able to walk, <laughs> like your walk scores, like you should be able to walk um, a reasonable distance to get to where you need to go. Mm, got it. And we just don't have enough sidewalks. Like if you get away from from downtown, really, there's just there's streets with no sidewalks or shitty sidewalks that you yeah. can't walk on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really it's wild. But the city, the way that it was built, is it's so like it's a sprawling city. It's so vast. It's not like packed in like a lot of other cities that are ranked much higher. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be really hard to get that walk score to increase, you know, a, a big amount. But yeah. When it does, and it has been slowly, but when it does, it will make a big difference. Yeah, that's good. Man, 95 out of 100. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Jamal Lee. Nice Fitness Magazine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you, so like, what are the, so as of right now, what are some of the unique initiatives that you guys are doing right now in terms of like getting valuable content out there and providing value? How, what are some of the ways that you guys are doing that right now? So yeah, another part of the community For people thing, that don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. So another part of the community thing is all of our content is crowdsourced. Uh, mm-hmm. So from our articles to our Instagram posts, they're all crowdsourced okay. from people that you know want to put their two cents into the conversation. So anybody that is, well, anybody can get on and write an article. It might not get approved if you're writing something that's like out of your league. Like if I went on there and started writing about nutrition, I wouldn't be able to publish it. <laughs> I'm not the guy. Um, so we, we do keep an eye on like who's publishing what, but for the most part, anybody can get on and write an article to contribute to the overall health conversation. Um, people tag us in their Instagram posts 20 times a day plus, um, and then we share those, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's a big part of what we do. And then we are, we're doing a lot more community events where we get together at a, a specific gym once or twice a month and we will have just a free workout there. Okay. Uh, tomorrow morning we're going to I know this won't be out but uh, we're going to be at Thrive Fit in Westfield where mm-hmm. we'll invite probably 20-25 people to come join us free workout get together with the community that's pretty sweet whatever yeah I would do that shit yeah for sure we'll see you there 9am yeah. Thrive you, you're there yeah. it's on your calendar Thrive <laughs> yeah this is out to the world now I gotta pony <laughs> up yeah I can't go out with you tonight yeah. Tim <laughs> yeah no that's that's effective marketing too crowdsource like you're yeah. not I mean that's free free publicity exactly so yeah. if people are tagging your page 15 to 20 times a day yep I was noticing what do you guys have like 17,000 followers right now on Instagram yeah something, something like that yeah. yeah which is I mean for a local publication it's really good yeah I think that's good yeah yeah um, and another thing is like if I'm if I'm a trainer like the fact that we are, you know, so every city that we go into, we're the automatic authority because we're that city's fitness magazine. So mm. automatically we have that trust built. Okay. So nice. whenever a trainer writes an article with us, they're going to share on their Facebook or their, their profile of whatever network they're on yeah. and say, Hey, I was just published on Indie fitness magazine. Cause that means something. And so that's just free, more free marketing for us. It's just yeah. kind of a little flywheel that we've got going. That's great. That's a good point. Yeah. Having that cred, that authority in the space. So you, you referenced the business side of it too. What are you guys currently doing to monetize? How do you currently make money? So we just started selling ads, um, not in a sense of like just like blasting ads out, but being kind of strategic with it and trying to get people to actually go. It's almost like a hybrid between like ads and 
direct marketing. So Mm -hmm. we have the name and the authority in the space to be like, hey, you should go here. But then we can also reach out to individuals and be like, hey, you're a perfect fit for this for this gym. You should go check it out. Here's a, here's a special deal just for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're trying to get people in the doors with this ads program. Um, so far, so good. And then we also have our health pass, um, which we're really excited about. It's kind of in a, it's morphing like over, it, we've had it for about a year and it's growing, but it's, I think we have like 600 people that are on health pass technically, uh, but it's just, something's just not clicking it's just not working the way that we want it to like people don't hang out on health pass so so what is that so it's have you ever heard of class pass yeah is that like you pay like a subscription but you can go to multiple gyms so with us it's one membership and you get to go to whatever gym you want that's on our list uh we also have chiropractor (laughs) we have uh, juice bars and yoga studios but basically you pay this one this one this one membership fee you get x amount of credits that you can go and spend in the fitness marketplace Mm -hmm. Uh, so this one gym could be three credits i'm going to spend three credits there i'll get a juice or a smoothie for two credits i'll spend two credits there and just divvy up my the way that i want to get my health from this health pass okay Um, i think what we're going to lean towards is more of a high dollar service that's more all encompassing. Right now, it's like there's a twenty dollar level, there's forty dollars and one hundred twenty. Can't really do a lot. Like there's almost no margin on there for us to operate as a business efficiently because we have to reimburse all the businesses that we work at or we're, that we are working with. Um, and it's just the the back end of the software is just kind of glitchy sometimes because mm-hmm. I mean everything that we've built is homegrown, so our full application is live in all the cities that we're in it's all the same application with basically like a different color skin got it i got you so it just gets really glitchy sometimes but um there's a few things that we're doing to try and streamline things and the cool thing is like we we care about what we're doing so we can just kind of adjust and not really worry about like oh we have to do this now yeah because we're in it for the long haul we're not i don't think we really thought it would be what it is now whenever we started so it's kind of a win already yeah and are those uh subscriptions that monthly yeah okay Yep. monthly subscription that's good though because then people can do just like oh today i'm gonna lift tomorrow i'm gonna go to yoga Mm -hmm. because i i like that like i would i would consider doing something like that just to like spice it up a little bit yeah and it connects the community connects the community like yeah definitely it it brings like awareness to small business Mm mm-hmm like local business, so that's good. So that's the big thing is we don't work with the LA Fitnesses, the Planet Fitnesses. We only work with local gyms. Mm-hmm. We only work with local businesses because we want to keep it all here. Yeah. Um, and even with our other cities, all roads lead back to Indianapolis. So mm-hmm. you know we're an Indianapolis-based company. So we're going to definitely take care of the communities that we're in, but we are also aware that that money is coming back to Indianapolis to the fitness economy here, which is mm-hmm. going to help kind of speed the process up. Yeah. And I feel like now, like more than ever, there's more. There are more and more local gyms springing up, yeah, like yeah. specialty mm-hmm. gyms. Mm-hmm. Like there's gyms that are dedicated strictly to like cycling. And mm-hmm. I, like I'm sure you've noticed that trend. And what do Definitely. you think has been the like? Why has that happened? Do you think in terms of like like niche gyms? I should say. Yeah. So uh, the I guess the term that is used a lot is called boutique fitness. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, niche, boutique, and mm-hmm. the reason that it's become so popular is because you know not everybody wants to go lift weights, right? Like right. especially 
especially a lot of girls, like they don't want to go lift weights. They, for some reason, have this notion that if they lift weights, they're going to look like a guy, which is yeah. just not true. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> I'll say, don't get me down a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Tim knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think like people, we're living in an age where like people want to cherry pick, especially our generation. Like I don't want to pay for cable and get a million channels. I'm not going to watch. I want this, this, and this, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And I only want to pay for that. I don't want to pay for whatever other channels come with it. Uh, so same thing with the fitness, the fitness, like we just want to, I only want to do yoga. So why would I pay for everything at this gym that also has yoga when I can just pay for yoga? and get a better experience um another thing is i think the community aspect is huge in the in the boutiques as opposed to the giant gyms where nobody knows each other and the community is like one of the most powerful motivators for somebody to become healthy if you're Mm -hmm. feeling like people are there to help you get healthy you're gonna get healthier yeah So how'd you get connected with, with those people and do you have any pushback with them agreeing to, you know, having just a bunch of people just kind of randomly come in and I don't know if compared to what you guys, uh, paid them, if that's less than a normal membership fee from their regulars. So how how did all that work out? So yeah, it's definitely less than the normal fees that they charge. So, I mean, it kind of goes into like, you just said, I'd like to do yoga sometimes, mm-hmm. but you probably don't want to pay $30 to do one yoga class. And right. You definitely don't want to pay a monthly $150 to do yoga once a week. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. So we are able to kind of fill in the, the empty spots that they'll have in their regular classes. Um, and then we, you know, because we have the authority and we have the, the audience to get their name out in front of people, which has some value in itself. Um, we're able to get better rates just for our, for our program. Uh, it's been a shit show, like <laughs> running around paying people checks, like, and like keeping track of everything. Like our system keeps track of everything, but it doesn't like pay people automatically. So I got to get in there and write individual checks. I got to see, okay, this voucher was used this many times. And it's just, it's kind of an ugly process, but I'm a big believer in doing things inefficiently to figure out how to do them efficiently. And mm. then you, then you scale them. Mm. So that's, that's the plan there, but Lord knows how long it's going to take. It's a marathon. Yeah. I mean, it's a good concept though. Like I really like it because yeah, it's just so diverse. Cause like, mm-hmm. I like doing yoga uh, a couple days a week. Like it really helps me. I still like to get my lifts, but LA fitness yoga is eight to nine, two days a week. Right. Like, that's really late. Like by the time I'm done, get home, it's 9.30. Still trying to get to bed at a decent time and I'm still hungry. Mm-hmm. So that's where like I would use that. Oh, I can go on a Saturday morning or Sunday, whatever it is, to where it's just a lot more diverse. Yeah. And we're definitely, we're going to get away from like the, the one-offs. I think, so we talk about health pass and the transformation we're expecting to make is, um, we think that it would be a better product if we were able to be an all-encompassing health service. So instead of just saying, like, you can go to this gym once or twice, you can go to this place once or twice. If you have this membership, you like, we'll have a coach and we'll plan out your, your entire month of health. Mm-hmm. So whether it be going to the chiropractor two times a month, go do yoga three times this week, two times next week, lift weights this week, uh, hit classes this week. We want to be able to customize it based on your like who you are, what you like, and what works best for you. 
Um, so really want to get into personalized fitness more than just like giving you a shit ton of options and letting you go wild and choose. That's cool. That's real cool. So you, you said you developed all that in-house? Yeah. So you yeah. have like a, a app mm-hmm. or engineer guy that, that yes. kind of did all that? Okay. Yep. Um, poor guy's b- built the whole thing himself. <laughs> Uh, so we ha- we have a, uh, a back end developer who's like built you know the entire thing, and then we had a front end developer that was with us that had to leave uh, for a new job, um, but he kind of built the way that it looks now and the mm-hmm. way that it feels. Um, so it's 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 a good little system. It's kind of slow sometimes, but yeah. you know, building it from the ground up and it's a fuck. It's a massive application. Yeah. Because it's built to scale to every city in America. Yeah. And like which app doesn't have updates for bug fixes every mm-hmm. week on, on the app store. So it's like. Our app doesn't because we don't get them done every week. <laughs> <laughs> We're in like a weird place where you have like all this tech debt where you have to like fix things that aren't working. But you also have to continue to move forward or people won't continue to pay for the service. Got it. It's a weird, stressful balance. Yeah. So how many people do you have on your team total at Indie Fitness Mag now? Um, six or seven. Okay. Six. Do you guys have a physical brick and mortar location or? So I have an office in Broad Ripple. It's more my office that I share with a couple friends. Um, so I guess you could say that's ours, but yeah, everybody else works remote. Yeah. Um, so yes and no, but. Yeah. Okay. And how'd you all get connected? You all know each other before going in or? Um, so my, my partner, my first partner, is Ryan Strebel. He's my best friend. We've been super tight. We weren't even, like, like we were friends at college. We weren't that tight in college. We were in the same fraternity. Uh-huh. Uh, but then, like, after school was done, like, I started, we started noticing, or at least I started noticing, like, not too many people had the same size goals and same size dreams as me. And he was one of those people. We just kind of just kept getting closer and closer just because we both want to go, like, to the moon. As opposed to like a lot of you know nothing wrong with it, but a lot of people just want to have like a nice house and a nice family, and mm-hmm. like we want to rule the world, and that's that just brought us closer together. Yeah, um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm imagining, I know someone like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm imagining that it's a lot the same for you. I mean, it's the classic birds of a feather, and like uh, all my best friends, or all my best friends. I shouldn't say that. All my People that I talk to now a lot are like that. Like my best friends are my best friends. Like from childhood, they're yeah, always yeah. gonna be my best friends. But we don't have the same conversations as I do with the people that I talk to on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always you know positive. Like let's go do this and let's make it happen, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. So I noticed uh, on the site you also have like sponsors that you uh, are connected with as well. I noticed like uh, there's a, a meal prep service that you guys are linked up with how did you start uh getting in with with sponsors and do those help with revenue at all yes yeah, so those <clears throat> excuse me those are um businesses that got on health pass first so okay. that's an example of our website not being like fully functioning and up to date is those are really old got it. um i mean yeah they've been super helpful with us and they give us awesome rates which i guess is a financial incentive or helps us financially mm-hmm. um but they aren't I guess technically sponsors, so it's probably just something we need to change on the website. Got it. I, yeah, what I was curious about it as well is how, like, what were the key factors in like cultivating those relationships? Like when you first reached out to these different businesses, whether it was for health, the health pass, like how, how did you incentivize them and like how did you develop those relationships? Because obviously, you, I mean, you've had 
I mean, you're an entrepreneur by heart. Like you, like you said, you're going door to door to like, hey, can I do your website? So I'm sure you've learned stuff from there. But yeah. like, what are some of the key things you find in like building like meaningful business relationships like that? So I'm glad you said like building meaningful relationships. That was one of the most important lessons that I learned before we started Indie Fitness Magazine. Ryan and I were hustling free websites to businesses to get them to switch credit card processes to go with us. Mm. So it was all transactional. It's like boom, 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 like one call, try and close that kind of deal all day, every day. Made like, I don't know, $1,500. So we didn't make anything for like uh, probably a month's worth of hustling. And then whenever we decided to do this, I just wanted to be sure that I was doing it right. And the biggest thing about building a business right is relationships are way more important than transactions. And so switching from transactions and like what's in it for me to like how can I add value to them, So which is cliche, I know. Uh, how can I add value to this situation so that I also get some back too? Instead of like, how much money can I get from them and then they'll get this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, also taking it a step further is like, how can we have repeat business for the next 10 years and that kind of stuff. But getting the gyms like to work with us uh, was just a matter of, you know, we put every single gym that we could find in Google on a spreadsheet and we just picked up the phone and called oh, wow. all of them. Um, we started with, Hey, we're doing a free directory. Um, you want to be on our directory? It's free. Oh, well, why not? And, uh, so that, that kind of started the relationships. And then we started looking at doing some health pass stuff and it's like, Hey, if we started sending people your way, would you give us a better rate on their visit? Yeah. Why not? And so it just kind of continued to morph into that. Um, but yeah, it's just picking up the phone. That's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I, I don't do it as much anymore, which I, I kind of want to get back to it. Was, I used to just, if I would be driving somewhere and I saw a gym that I hadn't heard of, I'd just pull over and walk in and say hi. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to, like, walk into a gym and be like, hey, I'm Jeremy from Indie Fitness, Mac. Oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, got the, you got the credibility behind Yeah. That. Yeah. That's well, even if, like, I don't have the credibility, the name has the credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, well, let me straighten up here. <laughs> Get my tie from yeah, the back yeah, real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said something key there. You said free directory. I mean, we, we're big Gary Vaynerchuk fans, and oh, he's yeah. a big fan of giving value first. Mm-hmm. Like, don't approach something and expecting that you return right away. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs get lost in that and like mm-hmm. forget that. And you obviously learn that. And it's just such an important thing when you're trying to build from the ground up is what can you give free. First. Yeah. So, and you can also get caught in the free trap too. Like we've been mm-hmm. stuck in that before. It's mm-hmm. like where you're doing everything for free. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well everybody's used to getting everything for free from us. Like where can we get some value for our business? Yeah. It's like if, you know, at the end of the day we're a business, if we don't, bring in revenue we can't be a business exactly yeah and so like we've been trapped in the like give away like give everything give every, you know give everything that you have to everybody mm-hmm. and then you just find an empty cup and then you got to find a balance but i think starting off by like being of service and asking somebody how you can help them that's the best way yeah, yeah. there's uh so the company i did my nutrition cert with this guy jason phillips i saw him post something where he said, give so much value to people, like so much really good value where they beg for you to help them mm-hmm. and get your product or service, whatever it is. I'm like, God, that just like, that hit hard. That's good. Especially with trying to promote like my own shit. It's mm-hmm. like, just give good quality info 
not a bunch of influencer bullshit. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dude, we can go for hours on influencers. We yeah, can. yeah. Well, I make fun of them I all see the time. That. Oh, yeah. It drives me nuts. Um, and, so how did you guys kind of transition from so much free to starting to charge? Because I feel like a lot of people, entrepreneurs, coaches, whatever it is, they have a hard time. I saw with my mom even trying to even up their prices where – you know, it's, you don't want to gouge people, but it's like, but I'm a business. I'm to your point, you're trying to get mm-hmm. to the moon. So I need to make money. I need to charge. And now you're even talking about having health pass as more of a kind of a luxury priced mm-hmm. type deal. So how did you go from, okay, can't give it all away. Can't give away the farm. We can still give some good stuff away, but we need to charge people for something. So how did you kind of make that transition to start making money with that? It's a, it's, I mean, it's still an ongoing transition really. Cause like, it's hard to, <clears throat> it's hard to say, Hey everybody, like we know this has been free forever, but now we got to start charging you. Yeah. And most people get it, but then you're like, Oh, you're selling out. Like that's, that's just a common expression. Like if a rapper is like underground and then they sign a deal and they start making different kind of music because it has to sell. It's like, Oh, you're mm-hmm. selling out. It's like, it's like well, no, that's the goal. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm trying to do this so I can be effective for a long period of time, not just for a couple of years of having an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I guess, sticking to our principles of you know, trying to serve people. And I think that if you, like you just said, if you are serving them so well, they have no problem giving you money. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of keeping that attitude has been, has been big. Um, I mean, we, we still need to do better, but it's also just realizing like, you know, underpricing yourself is, I mean, it's not good for the marketplace and it's definitely not good for you. It's like, if I only see myself or our business as a $20 membership, then what effort are we going to put into it? But if, you know, we have like a $300 a month service, that's a lot more of a luxury item that we're going to be a lot more dedicated to. That will also be a hell of a lot more effective. It's a good way to put it. Cause like people need to feel it a little bit. Like it's got to make them cringe a little Especially in health. You yeah. Yeah. It's got to gotta feel the pocketbook a little bit where it's like, okay, better be getting some good value mm-hmm. into where you guys deliver. So yes. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Go back to Gary Vee giving away stuff. He killed his 92nd club. Where, I saw that. like, if people turn on his notifications, his mm-hmm. post notifications, and like they commented, he'd give him like free shirts and, and stuff, and he, he destroyed it. He did away with yeah, it. Yeah. He's, he's done. He killed it. So he, his thing was, it started to turn into like the comments was just that people trying to get free shit. Yeah. And he goes like, I created that. He goes, I don't blame any of you for doing what you're doing. Like I created that. I presented it wrongly. That was not the end goal, but he goes, we're just going to kill it. And so I was just interested in in the comments. So I scrolled like fuck reading comments, but I was interested in what people had to say. And there were a lot of people where it's like, Hey man, respect. Like it was just, we just want, good content yeah. and that's what you're delivering and like those are the people that get it mm-hmm. not like you know he's probably gonna lose some but he, he doesn't care yeah so i thought that was interesting i'm like hmm good move man good those move. are the people you want in your corner too like one of my friends zach hummel he owns iron valley barbell he's had a health pass since day one hasn't used it one time but he's paying it every month and he says he's gonna pay until he dies because wow. he's just supporting us yeah, yeah he believes in what we're doing so he's happy to support like that whenever you have people that are in your corner like that 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 means a lot yeah oh yeah we get it we were just at like um new year's eve and stuff we did at his house and uh 
there's a guy there that he's been listening since day one. Nice. And he's like, you know, you can really hear it evolve from the first episode to now over 100 where it just, it improves. And, and uh, so we always ask people like, what would make you listen more? What would make it better? And, and he just, he's a loyal cat. So yeah, it's, it's nice to have those people. Because you don't like, we don't expect all of our quote unquote friends to listen, right? Right. You know, they just won't. If you do, then you're going to be let down. Yeah. And it's like, they're, they're, they're going to listen Bastards. to... You know, like Barstool or yeah. something like that. Logan. Yeah, Fighter McKay, a lot more than us. We get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so what is going to make us more appealing? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we need to know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think for anybody, if I may, for anybody that is listening that doesn't have your own project that you're working on, um, as somebody that is also working on a pro- on a project, it means the world to have people support you consistently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I would say like if. If you're somebody that listens to this podcast, you guys gotta share it. Help help yeah. these boys out. Like mm-hmm. little likey like. I know how share. I know how much work goes into this, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I know how much work it that. is. And it's. Yeah. I mean, you, it sucks whenever the people that you want to support you the most don't make the effort. It's like, damn. It's, yeah. it's yeah. like that. Yeah. That's. I had to get out of that a little bit. I asked like a bunch of friends. Like, hey, can you just five star like review yeah. on iTunes? Just say. Funny. 20, 20 like seconds all it all it takes yeah, yeah we do it on our episodes too like under 30 seconds just real quick and like no one can do it right and it's like man I didn't think that was that big of an ask but then don't have the expectation that's gonna happen yeah. so right. then it's like alright yeah they don't know me shit yeah, yeah that's, like, I need that's to make it. mine more valuable or appealing I guess for them to really go through that small effort of doing that 100% yeah. so it, it's hard to break people oh sorry go ahead. No, you're good. Keep going. It's, it's hard to break people's patterns like People don't want to do what they aren't already doing. Right. They don't want to get out of their normal routine. And we live in a world with a lot of distractions too. Yes. Like yeah. with especially the social media age. Like there's just so there's so much stuff that's just being shoved in front of our eyes all the time. And I mean we just get caught up on it. Mm-hmm. And like go back to what you said about no one owes us anything. Like that's I think that's the first step in success is realizing that that person doesn't owe you an email back. Like that like that person yeah. doesn't owe you business. Like you have to you have yeah. to separate yourself and make yourself unique to the point where they're chasing. Mark after Cuban you. owed you guys an email back, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it was he like three words. He didn't have his <laughs> yeah, he, I think he told me he said, "He said, quit screwing around and go kill it." That's all he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all his email said. So I reached out to him with my first company, um, and I was running the that Who Who History page that I was mm-hmm. talking about, and he Oops. played rugby at IU. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he, um, I sent him a message. I was like, hey, I hope you like my account. And then he responded back. He's like, yeah, hey, keep it up. I really like it. I'll uh, send you, I'll send you a, a rugby picture or something like that. I forget how it all went down. So I sent him an email. I was like, fuck, here's my shot. So I sent him like all of our user statistics and all of our social media followings and what we were trying to do. He's like, seems interesting. Let's keep looking at it and get those numbers up and maybe we can talk. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah, so Marky. this is like six years, seven years ago, and I'm still like holding it in my back pocket. Like I got Cube Show's email. I got one shot that I can take. <laughs> yeah, got to time it right. Yep. So have you, uh, have you put in your mind what that number is going to be? Like, all right, at this point, maybe I'll shoot my shot again. No. Do you have that number or no? It's way more valuable to just have it in my pocket instead yeah. of shooting it. Like, <laughs> I yeah, like I have more keeping one email. Yeah. Yeah. The loaded gun is there. Yeah, like I 70 years old. Up. I need yeah. to follow up with Mark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's right. I got to get back to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it slipped in my mind. Mark, oh, Mark Cuban. Yeah, I'll get back to him. <laughs> 
So do you do uh, any other like speaking engagements, anything for, for the business, anything like that? Other publicity around town? I've done a couple. Um, I suck at it, but I really like it. <laughs> like I want to be good at it. So it's, it's fun. Um, it's nerve wracking. And like, I feel like I handle it pretty well. Cause like for, as somebody that's like, just does a terrible job of preparing for anything. Like <laughs> I'm a buzzer beater guy till I die. Like, Got it. I'll hit the buzzer beater all day, but like, I'll look like a jackass occasionally because it bites me. Greedy, not pretty man. Gets yeah. it done. Yep. So like, I'll, I'll be up there and like the last one I did the, the prompter or not the prompter, the, uh, PowerPoint system wasn't working. So I'm just standing up there in front of a room of, I don't know, maybe a hundred people and just shooting the shit just making jokes about how this projector is not working but really i don't even know what the fuck to say so i'm just like (laughs) making myself feel better by joking um i did one at purdue last year for their wellness summit that was pretty cool that was like the first time i got paid to speak that was really cool um their facility down there is bonkers yes it is i've been there before they have like the dietetics like kitchen and stuff yeah it was cool um yeah, I went, I went there, and that was, like, I wrote this this speech, well, speech, I guess, if you will. I wrote it out, and then, like, just really thought I'd be fine. And then, like, the night before, my wife, Caitlin, she's like, no, you need to practice right now. <laughs> and so we spent, like, I was like, it's going to be easy. And I get up there, and I'm, like, in my living room giving this speech, and I get, like, three sentences in, just blank. I'm like, fuck <laughs> I'm in trouble because <clears throat> they're paying me to do this and I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to yeah. say so I didn't get much sleep and just worked on this this speech and it ended up going pretty well but it was it was nerve wracking for sure yeah. great experience Yeah. so I thought I'd be more prepared for my next one but I ended up finishing the powerpoint that morning <laughs> in normal fashion but yeah, yeah it's fun it's like uh, one of those activities that just really stretches you it's like because it's like nerve-wracking but it's also exciting it's mm-hmm. like man people want to listen to my dumb ass talk that's cool <laughs> yeah, right it's, yeah, i don't know it's it's a mix of things but yeah i want to do it more i want to get better at it for sure yeah yeah it's one of those things where um scott said, said this we interviewed a, a motivational business keynote speaker a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and said a good like mindset to take in any speech is like envision everybody who you're talking to is on your side. There's no one like in the audience who's like, I hope he messes up. Like mm-hmm. I can't wait to throw tomatoes at him. Like, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I think that's like comforting to a degree to know that like people really want you to do well. Like they're not there. They didn't mm-hmm. want to learn from you and you do well. So when he said that, it reminded me of that line in Hitch when uh, early on he goes, "She already said yes. She agreed to go out with you. <laughs> she could have had any other plan. She said no to those." It is not your job to convince her. That's your job not to screw it up. <laughs> so yep. He said that. I was like, yeah. He said, yeah, just don't screw it up. <laughs> I like to go into interactions like that or just like uh, an interaction like on a phone call, like a sales call. It's like I'm excited to, to talk to these people and they're excited to listen or yeah. they're excited to talk to me too. It's just like that projecting that excitement out into the world around you is just like a powerful little mind hack to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just cool. It's like you get to speak on something that you love to talk about. Yeah. And something like you created yeah. too. So it's like no one knows more about that than you. So mm-hmm. even if your PowerPoint goes goes haywire, it's like, all right, well, I know everything about my business. So Yeah, that's really nice. The last so you can kind of draw strings. and Yes. <clears throat> the last one I did was about like Instagram, like how to build a community on Instagram versus mm-hmm. like 
you can do posts, you can have great content, but it's not really going to grow, especially in this day and age without community, because you need people tagging other people to bring them along in the journey. Yeah. And so the whole thing was just about how you build a community on Instagram rather than just posting on Instagram and how powerful it is. And like, other, like I said earlier, other people sell for us. Like we don't really have to do the selling because other people do it for us. Sure. They recruit people, sure. which is like one of the steps in building community mm-hmm. is recruitment. And it's, that was because we've done this every day for the last three years. It was just like easy yeah. off the top of the dome, off the dome. There the we dome. go. There right. we go. Yep. So with that, did you guys do like, do you have any like Facebook group or anything for it as well? Or yeah, that's actually kind of how it started really. Okay. So I started a Facebook group called Indianapolis fitness leaders and just reached out like on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, like anybody that's a trainer, hey, do you want to join the Indianapolis Fitness Leaders? And then I just made like a pinned post. I was like, hey, I'm starting Indie Fitness Magazine. I hope you guys will help or hope you guys will be a part of it. And that's where it started. It's completely inactive, but it was a great way to get people started to being a part of the mission. Okay. Yeah, because we talked to, uh, I don't know if you know, Ryan Mickler, Order of Man. Yeah. His podcast. Yeah, so we had, yeah I saw that. That's we really had him, cool. Yeah. He's that's he's so a cool he's cat, the, man. He's the one that lasted him in. He, he was very persistent he's, about getting He's straight up. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he's just a busy guy, so I had to keep, like, jabbing him. Like, yeah, you're not going to yeah. get him by just emailing hey, him once. Hey, Next yeah. week work? Oh, no, we got friends coming in. All right. Week after that? Yeah, it should work. Nothing. And he's very, like, stout in his position. Like, he's not going to, like, yeah. all right, fine. He's going to be either yes or no, yeah. from yeah. what I know of him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was super cool, very gracious for him coming on. But his uh, thing, I asked about the Facebook group because that really worked for him. Yeah. And he said his Facebook group is now, like, 60,000-plus people. Yeah. And he said that was one of his biggest things was how he created, created his community. Mm-hmm. And so that got my wheels turned. I was like, I think eventually, like, we know enough – People, whether it's speaking or writers or, or health and fitness trainers, PTs, whatever, mm-hmm. where we can build like a little niche of a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. You know? I think we really need that. I don't know. So there's obviously networking groups and there's like um, like the tech networking groups. But I don't think there's anything like for guys that just want to go out and do shit. Like just mm-hmm. go out and make it happen. I don't mm-hmm. know of any that is just like, movers and shakers yeah mm-hmm. and i think that'd be really valuable yeah all right guys don't tell anyone tim we're going to talk about this at <laughs> our breakfast meeting this weekend yep, yep. <laughs> all right uh how we're going to get kicked out of here in 20 minutes we get kicked out of the library all the time yeah because it closes it's good it closes yeah five. yeah we a get interrupted we friday interviews and yeah um so anything else that you want to hit on i know we, we can always just keep rolling but anything else that you want people to know about the business or or anything that you really want to touch on Let's look at this board here. <laughs> it's actually helpful now. Yeah, right. I guess what's, I mean, looking to this next year, 2020, name one thing that you would like to see happen with Indie Fitness Magazine. Like, do you have any goals? Like, at least one thing they'd be like, that's a successful year right there. I know there's a lot that goes into that, but yeah. any, like, single thing that you can think of? Yeah, um... We just got accepted into an accelerator here in town. Um, so I guess the biggest goal would be to really tighten up, you know, really tighten ourselves up and be a business that's worth um, investing in and actually take the leap and, you know, instead of just being like a cool Instagram account and a decent website, mm-hmm. be an actual technology company. Okay. Uh, that takes a lot of funds. Yeah. And 
that's been our goal from not from the front or not from the beginning, but for the last like two years, that's been our goal. We just kind of haven't taken that chance. Let's like, I don't know if it's like fear of failure or just like knowing that we're, that we weren't ready. Uh, but like going out and just trying to raise those funds. So I would say the biggest goal for this year is to be able to raise the funds. Okay. And awesome. That's awesome. Take the I next like that. step. That's cool. And do you guys, do you think you'll add any like workout, workout programs of any kind on the, on the site too? I know you talked about getting customizable with, with the app, mm-hmm. uh, with health pass. Uh, do you think you'll have, you know, some of your trainers and things like design different types of workouts, whether it's, all right, this is for strength. This is for, if you're a power lifter, uh, performance, anything like that? We have some that are pre-made. I want to show you this. Okay. This is what I think the future is, but it'll take me a minute to pull it up. It's all good. Um, yeah, we have some on like Health Pass. So part of Health Pass is we have a resources section mm-hmm. where there's, I don't know, 10, 15 different workout programs, nutrition okay. programs um, that are lead gen program, lead gen for the authors of them. So the trainers, the nutritionists, it's their lead gen opportunity with us. Um, and so we've got a lot of those available. Uh, but one thing that I want to do, I'm calling it trainer AI, okay. which is quite generic, but sounds cool. Yeah. Right. We talked about Clearview AI the yeah. other day. So, but basically the way I see, have you guys ever seen like, um, like the 3d avatars of people, like you can scan your body. Uh, uh-uh. So there's body scans. Uh, there's like one called 3D Scanner, how original. Uh, there's a software that I used in my um, engineering job. It's, it's, it uses photogrammetry. So basically it just takes like, you take a bunch of pictures and then the software stitches them together to give you a 3D model. So the way I see the future looking is a combination of infrared scanning with photogrammetry to get like who you are like in a three-dimensional digital space and then from there, be able to manipulate the way that your body looks. Oh, Marquise right? talked about that yeah, before you left our yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so be able to do, to manipulate the way you want to look. So like, let's say my biceps are a three and I want them, a three at the bottom, a four at the top. I want them to be a five and an eight. Mm-hmm. And basically just design the way that I want to look. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then design my avatar to look like that. And then, and have a an automatic health plan not just a workout plan not just a meal plan but an automatic health plan yeah given to me to get me there and know exactly how long it's going to take if i do exactly the steps to follow it so that's like that's the future that i see is like having a specific customized plan based on how i want to look and feel yeah now would you do a wearable tracker along with that yeah i don't think that we would have to have our own um, okay. I mean, all or just as long as it can link to yeah. our wearable tracker. Yeah, yeah. So we use we we can use APIs for like Fitbit APIs for okay. the Apple Watch, um, and they would connect and track all that stuff. And there's only going to be more and more yeah. tracking devices. Uh, the thing that I've noticed, and this is kind of something that I picked up. It's been my thesis since the first company I started out of college. Is there's a lot of trackers, but they they don't give you anything to do with the information. They just give you information. Yeah. Like they might have a leaderboard or mm-hmm. they might give you calories or something, but there's nothing like actionable to give you a plan to be healthier. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. kind of record shit, yeah. which is or, really or worthless. Or in some way. Yeah. Or right. Like change, change your current situation. I think, I think exactly. Some of the best ones, I know Whoop seems pretty good. I mean, to your point, none of them yes. tell you what to do, <clears throat> but... Uh, whoop! And then I was at a seminar with I don't know if you know Dr. Andy Galpin. He recommended Morpheus, and Morpheus is a lot younger. So 
I'd, if you guys are thinking, I don't know how soon this might come into your action plan, but of someone to maybe try to partner with, Morpheus, a little younger, a little less audience, but it was recommended by someone I consider very high up in the space where, you know, HRV can track that so you can tell, okay, should I rest a little more today? Should mm -hmm. I be as intense um, to where it can really identify how you should recover or perform that, that day? So that's what the, we got here. Yeah, um, Alex McKinley, she's our community director. She has a whoop now and she loves it. Oh, that's cool. So that's just like the, the first step of the avatar. And obviously people can't see this, but yeah, it's just a three-dimensional model of me. Okay. And then I want to be able to manipulate the way that I look in the different areas of my body and then mm. get my exact health plan to get there. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, I can see where uh, a tracker would... You need to have some of that data. Yeah, definitely. And it's um, a shit ton of data. Yeah. Because I mean... Yeah, and then to try to customize that all via like tech in an app where you'd have to have like the people behind it like okay because I mean, everyone's body you don't know how they're going to respond to it mm -hmm. not everyone can eat a sweet potato and be okay yes same thing so that's like i think that's an awesome idea that's deep like that's a yeah. deep i think technology an, uh tunnel to go down i think there's an algorithm to the human body and i want to find it okay and like obviously that. there's a million variables but the with an equation, you can keep variables yeah. in an equation. Well, they are in the process, um, you know, the same guy, Galpin, that they're uh, looking to do more studies on muscle fiber type hmm. in direct relation to what kind of training you should do. So, okay, is your muscle fiber type going to react more to maybe you just need six reps? Mm -hmm. Maybe you need 10 to 12. Maybe you need high rep or you need really low. Or maybe you need to add a little creatine. Maybe you don't need any of that. That's cool. So, yeah, they're in the works of doing studies on that kind of thing to where when that stuff comes out, that's the money mm -hmm. is seeing, okay, we can go based on fiber type and that can narrow down your, your people. Yeah, that can narrow down your people. Okay, let's categorize by fiber type, male or female. What do you have? Um, I mean, sleep, you can kind of be a little more general because very few people can operate on six hours of sleep. Like, mm -hmm fully functioning people yeah. can like oh i'm good on six very few people are actually really good on six i'm one of those retards that just abuses myself in that way it's all good it happens. i know it's stupid but it i just can't stop i'm good some days and other days i'm trash it, yeah. it just is what it is yeah. um but no i like where that's gonna go because if you're one of the first people to come out with something like that that's game changing that's when yeah. like whoop is gonna come to you right like, yeah nah. with morpheus already what <laughs> yeah i would love if you could maybe foster that connection that'd be awesome i'd love to chat with them not that i know them but i know they're smaller like where i've just kind of shot them dms oh, okay. on, on instagram saying, oh like, no sorry yeah, they, okay. they were recommended okay. by a guy i was at a seminar with um but no i mean i i'm gonna try to get them on the podcast so if we do that can be yeah. okay I'll be listen to this one. one talk to talk to my guy jeremy so yeah they're they're on the radar for sure but yeah, that's where they're more accessible than like the guy I had a whoop. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get any response from him. Definitely. Dick. <laughs> um, Tim, anything else for Jeremy before we ask our final cue here? I, I'm good for now. For the Jeremy, anything else you need to add, brother, real quick? We got like I don't think so. eight minutes or so. All right. Uh, so we like to ask people uh, when we're all done, when you're gone, Jeremy McGrew, he's gone, how would you want to be remembered? That I showed people that anybody can do anything. 
respect. There's quick answer. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like I've I thought like about that. this. Yeah. I felt like that for a long time because I came from a small town and mm-hmm. going to IU and being in like the fraternity system where like everybody's from Chicago or New York or Indianapolis and everybody's rich and I'm from a poor little farm town. <laughs> like it automatically makes me stupid and like just unresourceful. Mm. I think that's probably giving a chip on my shoulder a little yeah. bit. It's all good. But I want to be able to show that anybody from anywhere can do anything and become anybody. Mm. It like just that. takes a lot of fucking work. Yeah. A lot. Not everybody's willing to put that in, but if you are, then I believe that you can do whatever. Like I want to show people that. Jocko, discipline equals freedom. Hey, I like that. Straight up. That's cool, man. Uh, Jeremy, where can people find you? Uh, personal business, where do they go? Yeah, I mean, you can find me on personal on uh, Instagram and Twitter, just at Jeremy McGrew underscore. Haven't been able to get the one without the underscore. <laughs> Selfish bastards. <laughs> I know. I finally got JeremyMcGrew.com, and I haven't done anything with it. I don't know if I will. Um, then you can find us on, depending on what city you're in, um, on Instagram for Indie Fitness Mag, Indie Fitness Mag, is at Indie Fitness Mag, Chicago, Cincinnati, uh, Fort Wayne, uh, San Diego, St. Louis, Columbus, and Louisville. Oh, right on. Yeah. Right on. That's so cool. we're, we're all over the place and hopefully spread like a virus. Yeah. All right, man. We really appreciate you joining us, taking the time. We know your time is valuable. You're a busy guy. So yeah. we appreciate it. Not that valuable. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was a good time. Yep. See ya. All right.